Welcome to the Grisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Grisman. Topics on today's episode include yield curve inversions, my interview with California MBA's Susan Malazzo on the role of advocacy groups and IMB priorities for this legislative session, and the latest look at U.S. economic growth. Thanks to today's podcast sponsor, Loan Care. Loan Care has been successfully navigating clients and homeowners through market change for 40 years. The mortgage subservicer is known for delivering superior customer experience through personalization and convenience. Its award-winning portfolio management tool, Loan Care Analytics, was built to support MSR inventors with a focus on customer engagement, liquidity, and credit risk. Loan Care is part of Fidelity National Financial, Fortune 500 company and leading provider of services to real estate and mortgage industries. Goldemeyer said old age is like a plane flying through a storm. Once you're aboard, there's nothing you can do about it. Her time as the Prime Minister of Israel ended in 1974. Since that time, oldsters in our business have seen the yield curve be inverted 10 times, give or take. Bond traders are no longer fully convinced that the Federal Reserve will do one more quarter-point interest rate hike, given the nervousness about First Republic and fear of an economic downturn. Recessions have tended to lag yield curve inversions by 6 to 18 months. Politics are also on the radar screen. A failure by Congress to raise the debt ceiling and prevent a default on U.S. government debt would result in an economic catastrophe, quote, end quote, that will push interest rates higher for even longer, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said yesterday. A default would raise the cost of borrowing into perpetuity, she said, with future investments becoming substantially more costly. Though, I, as your esteemed podcast host here, I'm pretty sure they'll fi- figure out a way to kick the can down the road. For today's interview, I wanted to welcome to the show California MBA's Susan Malazzo to talk about the role of advocacy groups and independent mortgage bank priorities for this legislative session. She's led the California Mortgage Bankers Association since 2003, and the organization's membership is comprised of residential and commercial mortgage bankers and the companies that provide services to those industries. California MBA's main objective is to represent the real estate finance industry before the California state legislature and regulatory agencies. I had uh, MGIC on yesterday. I have you on today. MGIC has a podcast. California MBA has a podcast. Are we frenemies? Are we competitors? Everybody has a podcast. <laughs> it's the dueling podcast. Everybody's doing it. We're frenemies. We're always going to be friends. There you go. That's a very good way to put it. And actually, I I always look forward to seeing you at, at conferences like the the Western Secondary. And uh, hopefully I'll, I'll, I will go to the Mortgage Innovators Conference, which is in Anaheim in mid-June, uh, and hopefully people out there register for it. I, w- I want to kind of go through your background here, because when you had me on your podcast, you, you asked both my dad and myself how we got started in the industry. And I want to flip that on you and say, how'd you get your start in the industry? And eventually, how has that led you to leading the California MBA? Yeah, thank you, Robbie, for uh, for having me on the podcast. I'm I'm I was uh, very happy to to join. I I think I've been doing this job for so long. I think a lot of people, I came from the mortgage industry, but um, but I didn't. I was raised kind of uh, in uh, in politics in California. I got my first job in politics when I was um, a senior in high school, 
and uh, worked for various consultants uh, and um, campaigns uh, for a while. And uh, then I I, um, I got a job at the state uh, in the California State Legislature as a legislative aide. Did that for a few years. Went to um, went off the uh, um, my my legislative payroll. Worked on a campaign, and I got introduced to fundraising. And um, really enjoyed political fundraising uh, for my uh, the member I worked for at that time. Quit my job at the Capitol and uh, started my own political fundraising business, which I um, I did for several years and um, always had kind of a, you know, working in, in California politics and my my network of people, like everybody in the mortgage industry has their network of people, right? So my network of people were all political consultants and lobbyists. And um, I would have some of my lobbying friends ask me, Hey, I my I have a I have an association client that I lobby for, and they need help fundraising. And after I'd meet the the association, I'd realize they don't really necessarily need help fundraising; they just need more organization and management. And so it kind of um, allowed me to transition my fundraising business, kind of close down the political consulting side of it, and start an association management company. And um, along the way, I was hired by the California MBA to do some consulting and did that for a few years. And um, eventually the board offered me offered me a job. And uh, that was 19 years ago. So <laughs> I can say I, I've had a I, I, I love my job. Um, it is very challenging, but um, always changing. And that's something I, I really enjoy about uh, about this role. Let's talk about the job a little bit. When people think of California MBA, they might understand it's an advocacy group, uh, but maybe not the full extent of what it does or all the different spaces that it has its tentacles in. Can you explain the role of groups like the California MBA? Sure. Uh, and uh, I I usually, when, when people are asking me, the typical question I get, Robbie, is, well, how are you different from the national MBA? And uh, the the truth is, is that we have a lot of similarities with the National MBA. So the California MBA, uh, advocacy is the cornerstone of what we do. Different things, but our ability to represent the real estate finance industry before the California state legislature and our regulators is is truly the, um, you know, just the, the, the center of what is that we do. So through our legislative committee, and our lobbying team, we review all legislation that's introduced in the state of California that impacts the real estate finance industry. And that's both residential and commercial lending. Um, obviously, there's a lot more legislation that affects residential lending because it's consumer facing, but there are, there are measures uh, in commercial lending as well. Our goal is to protect access to affordable credit for qualified borrowers. And oftentimes, well-meaning legislation can be introduced but it has unintended consequences uh, that negatively impact the industry. So it's our job to be a really strong industry, educate policymakers on how legislation impacts the real estate finance industry, our ability to offer affordable credit and offer solutions that are workable for lenders. So, you know, really what, you know, California MBA does from an advocacy standpoint, um, you know, benefits benefits the, the entire industry. Let's talk about those benefits for a second. I'd, I'd like you to give kind of a little elevator pitch here. For those considering joining 
What is the sales pitch to prospective members? Yeah, my elevator pitch. We all have to have that down, right? <laughs> um, I always say, you know, the California MBA, we are the only statewide association solely dedicated to representing the real estate finance industry in California. Through the three pillars of our association, advocacy, education, and connection, we create a strong mortgage market, and this can only be achieved by the support of our membership. So I encourage companies to support the association that supports you and your business. That was short and sweet. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was perfect. Uh, what, what are you currently working on right now? What are the action items uh, that are on your desk? Yeah, so uh, we are uh, we're in April. Uh, so from a legislative standpoint, we um, our legis our current legislative sessions in full swing. Uh, we have two year cycles in California. This is the first of a two year cycle, which means for legislation that isn't successful this year, it can be made what we call a two year bill, which means it's put on hold for the remainder of this year while we can work on concerns, and the author has the opportunity, uh, the option rather, to bring it up uh, in 2024. So right now, our legislative agenda is um, is very active. We are following um, dozens of bills actively. Um, some of the topics include uh, legislation impacting accessory dwelling units, ADUs in California, um, criminal background checks for, for lenders, uh, remote online notarization, rent control, uh, among uh, a variety of others. Um, it is also, you know, what we're, when you ask what we're working on, we are also uh, at the beginning of our conference season. All of our major events happen over the summer. Of course, uh, you mentioned our, our first, uh, our first up, which is Mortgage Innovators Conference happening June 14th and 15th in Anaheim. That is our, um, our technology event and um, one that we're, we're very proud of. It's our newest event, but one that uh, we are, we're getting just um, a great reputation for great execution at that event. A lot of opportunities for lenders to uh, attend that free of charge. So I think that the Christman Commentary has some opportunities for lenders to um, get a code to register uh, uh, at a discounted rate for that. Also, our Western Secondary Market Conference, which comes our flagship event, that's happening August 21st and to the 23rd at the beautiful Monarch Beach Resort in Dana Point. Uh, we also have uh, we have very active webinar and podcast series, both for um, uh, several of our committees: our Legal Issues Committee, our Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee, uh, Mortgage Quality and Compliance, uh, and Mortgage Innovation. So. Uh, we we are we are very busy here at the California MBA. <laughs> Spring is always busy time. Certainly sounds like it. So when I went on your podcast, you you had asked me about young people in the mortgage industry, and and ever since I started working in the mortgage industry, doing internships in high school about fifteen or sixteen years ago, all the talk has been you know there's, there's this wave of the older generation that's set to retire and we're going to have a, a youth movement. But I would say it hasn't quite materialized. And I, I kind of want to flip the question on to you and say, what do you think it will take to get more young people involved in the mortgage industry? Yeah, that's a, uh, that is a great question. And certainly, as you say, I mean, it's one that is top of mind for everybody in the industry. How do we attract new uh, and younger people into the mortgage industry? It's not something that, you know, a, a, you know, a young college kid can look at 
as far as a career path for a degree. Well, I want to be a CPA. I want to be an architect. I want to be a lawyer. Real estate finance is, um, a, you know, a a complex but uh, and nuanced industry. So I I really think that any veteran in the industry should be really thinking about that. How can we leverage our current active members to encourage their young professionals in their network to consider a job in the mortgage industry? And I think that one thing that everybody should keep in mind, I think when you say, hey, you know, uh, I work in the mortgage industry, you know, maybe you want to consider a job. I think that people hear that to be, I have to be a salesperson. I have to be a loan officer. And not a lot of people are comfortable with that. So I think that we, you know, in the mortgage industry, we need to be our own ambassadors, right? We need to be spreading that word to, you know, the 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 college age kids of people that we know, um, our friends and family. Do anything that we can to really share with people all of the opportunities that this industry provides, uh, which are are vast. I mean, you can, you know, there's so many aspects of a mortgage industry. I think you can find somebody's passion. In um in any segment of the um the life cycle of a loan on the residential side, I know Access Lending Academy, uh, which is a newer nonprofit, um they offer basic mortgage industry education to those from a diverse background. Provide a paid internship uh, placement after it, uh, but I feel that I mean really the onus is all on the veterans to uh to help spread the word. That's a very good point, and and you also bring up another excellent point there, which is there's so many different jobs in this industry, whether that's yeah. assessing, underwriting, uh, capital markets, the, and and tangential jobs too, inspections, appraisal. There, there's a huge ecosystem. Yeah. Uh, and I, I do think we need to be the ones beating the drum. As I've alluded to a couple times here, you have a podcast, and I want to close by asking you kind of a more qualitative and, and personal question on it. Can you explain what listeners or, or viewers, since yours includes video, have responded to positively that you'd like to do more of, or what do you, what have you learned over your time doing it? Yeah. Um, great question. I love the connect podcast is just so much fun. I really, uh, I love learning about people's backgrounds, passionate about, um, how they set their companies apart from competitors. Um, I love stories about true entrepreneurs. I mean, if there's somebody, I look at their profile and, you know, they were a startup company, and um, you know, kind of their their growth in the industry. I always want to ask them how you know why did they start it? How did they start it? And those are the questions. Those are the the episodes that I feel like I get the most positive feedback from. People want to know, you know, not necessarily talking about you know your product. I mean, you do want to hear some of that, but I think what's compelling is you know how how they started their companies, how how they developed corporate culture? How does that corporate culture help them stay strong? Um, you know, what advice would they give to young mortgage professionals versus talking about products? So I think it's a, it's a great way to know, get to know people in the industry and just give a little, you know, background as to how they, how they got to where they were. Very well said. I really appreciate you coming on and talking to me today. I thought this was great. Uh, Loved hearing about your background in politics. And uh, like I said, I hope to see you at a conference soon. I'm sure you will. Thank you, Robbie. I appreciate it. In bond market news, some good quarterly earnings reports from Wall Street helped calm markets yesterday. We learned that total durable goods orders were up a robust 3.2% month over month in March, 
well above consensus 0.7% expectations. Excluding transportation, durable goods orders rose more modest 0.3%, and non-defense capital goods orders, excluding aircraft, proxy for business spending, declined 0.4%. Economic data of late has clearly shown that growth slowed in the spring after a solid first two months of the year. Housing starts, retail sales, sales of cars and existing homes, and manufacturing output were all lower in March. GDP growth slowed from the fourth quarter of 2022 into the first quarter of 2023, and will likely downshift further over the rest of the year. Similarly, the labor market kicked off the year strongly, but has since cooled. Job growth averaged 345,000 per month in the first quarter, and the unemployment rate held near a half-century low, but job openings fell by over a million in January and February, and continued jobless claims are now at the highest level since late 2021. Wage growth has slowed too, though it is still higher than its pre-pandemic average. The first look at Q1 gross domestic product came in at 1.1%, worse than expected, with personal consumption up 3.7%, so the U.S. consumer is doing just fine, along with weekly jobless claims and at 230,000, down from 245,000, indicating a strong labor market. Both those economic indicators led off today's calendar. GDP was expected to increase 2% versus 2.6% previously. Later this morning brings pending home sales for March. Kansas City Fed Manufacturing, a treasury auction of $35 billion of seven-year notes, and Freddie Mac's latest primary mortgage market survey. We begin the day with agency MBS prices, roughly an eighth worse, the 10-year yielding 3.48, after closing yesterday at 3.43%, and the two-year at 4.02%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. An MIT linguistics professor was lecturing his class the other day. In English, he said, a double negative forms a positive. However, in some languages, such as Russian, a double negative remains a negative. But there isn't a single language, not one, in which a double positive can express a negative. A voice from the back of the room yelled out, Yeah, right. <laughs> Thanks again to today's podcast sponsor, Loan Care. Loan Care has been successfully servicing mortgage loans through market change for 40 years. Its award-winning portfolio management tool, Loan Care Analytics, was built to support MSR investors with a focus on customer engagement, liquidity, and credit risk. It provides unprecedented visibility into risk and opportunity. Do you know what's in your portfolio? It's about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities. Send me an email at robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.